Welcome to C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Bert Allen here chatting with director, producer Jason Moore about a fun brand new film available to watch and stream on Prime Video, Shotgun Wedding. Jason, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you. Great. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me. Well, I am a huge fan. So when the opportunity came to talk to you about this film, I was on it right away. Congratulations, Great. by the way. How exciting is it to have another project out, something fun? something entertaining for people to watch. It feels great. You know, I had a blast making this movie. We were in the winter of COVID, but we were in a beautiful location. Everybody got along like family. So the actual experience of making the movie was wonderful and kind of healing, frankly, during that period of time. And then two years later, we're here for, it's about to be seen and I'm, I'm very proud of it. And it, it feels great that, you know, people are going to hopefully make them giggle and surprise them and, uh, maybe bring a little tear to their eyes. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to for people to see it. Yeah, that's hard to believe. It's been that long since you put the project together. Was it supposed to come out sooner, or was the intention for it to be? I mean, I know sometimes that's the case. You film something, and then it's a little while before it comes out. Yeah, it was originally in uh, the original plan, and this is when it, the movie got started, which is almost four years ago. Was that it would come out this past summer around July. Okay. And then as you know, around in January, as everyone starts asking the question about theatrical versus streaming, which is still a roulette wheel of like what <laughs> yeah. Amazon had already had the international rights. And when they saw the final cut, they loved the movie. And they're like, can we, you know, can we, can we have the global rights? And so it suddenly it made sense because it was like, oh, so many more people will get to see it. I think this is the kind of movie people hopefully will want to watch more than once and that will be easy to do. And um, you take some of the burden off like your opening weekend because people get obsessed with that stuff. And I'd rather just more people see the movie and have fun and yeah. perfect del delivery and partner to do that because they're so behind it. Yes. And then has to be comforting in a way too, especially with a film like this, the cast is just massive, but to know that more eyes are going to be on it, so to speak, versus you know, are we up against like, say, a big yeah. tentpole film or whatever exactly. the case might be? Exactly. Yeah, it's good. It's good to it. That's the thing for me is it's like they're great partners and collaborators. 
And at the end of the day, that's what it means is that the most people will see the movie in this situation, I think. Yes, absolutely. And of course, I mean, it's again, the cast is spectacular. Uh, we'll be chatting with other uh, folks from that here in the coming days. But I'm very curious. I mean, you've done so many great films, the Pitch Perfect movies, of course. Uh, I would be remiss without mentioning that just for a brief second. But we're here to talk about this. Uh, what attracted you to the project and and made you decide that you wanted to commit your time to it? The original script had the elements that I love the most about the movie and the way it turned out is that it truly is a mashup of action, comedy, and romance in a way that we haven't seen a ton of. It's kind of, it's like a romancing the stone kind of combination. Yeah, I got that vibe that I was yeah. going to ask that. And it, we just, it was a, it was a kind of an interesting tonal puzzle um, because people, it's a wedding movie that people die in. So I always kind of loved the the kind of surprising nature of that. So that was a lot of what we talked about while we were making it too, is how do we balance these tones? Like these deaths can't be too violent. Or it's going to feel like a different movie. Yeah. But also we, and it, it has to be grounded enough to believe in a relationship, but it can also be wacky enough to be funny. So trying to find those, those balances was the, the initial intrigue and the, and the challenge in the end that I think we, we accomplished. So you mentioned romancing the stone that comes to mind were you influenced that by that slightly when making this, or is it just something that comes to mind after the fact? Because when I watched it, it's just so good. I mean, the cast is top notch, of course. Yeah, um, I I had when Romance in the Stone came out at a time when I was like watching all the movies on HBO. That's how everybody watched everything. I think I saw yeah. it, <laughs> and it was like on all the time. It was a movie that I loved, and I you know was in love with Kathleen Turner and the and the comedy and. And I hadn't thought about that movie in years until I read this script. And I, I will say, I went back to watch it. I was like, what made that movie work? Because in some ways you wouldn't, that movie seems hard now. And I was like, the first thing that really made it work is that you have two great actors at the center of it to ground all of the crazy action and comedy. And that was that was the clue that I was like, I need great actors in these and strong actors with gravitas in these parts so that even when it gets wacky, it comes back to something that feels honest. Um, so that's what I had in mind most of the time was, uh, how do I make sure that I have that kind of honesty in the middle of this wacky story? Well, you did a fantastic job. I mean, there's no Thank question you. about that. Absolutely. So when you are looking at a project, say like this, or other things that you've done in particular, probably the most fresh would be this. Is there some sort of key element that you look for as a director and as a storyteller? I mean, you've mentioned a few things and alluded to it in our conversation here, but is there a rubric or a set of checkboxes maybe that are important to you that go, okay, this is something that I feel needs to be a part of a script when you're presented with something? I have always gravitated towards comedy in general. And whenever I've been given scripts or jobs where there's no comedy in the story, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this because I think life is funny no matter what is happening. Yeah. Maybe in a few instances, that's not true. But, you know, dark comedy is is even more my favorite. So I think that is probably the main through line through all the stuff I've done. I have a couple of projects coming up that are much more dramas, but they definitely have a comedic edge too because I wouldn't know how to to do it or it wouldn't seem like life to me in some ways if someone wasn't finding a way to be observationally or truthfully funny i guess that's probably the thing i look for um and then i also just look for what what entertains me 
Um, and then probably a distant third is what would be fun to make, you know, this fun action. It's we shot it at a beach, you know, with everybody, you know, looking sort of wonderful. That seems fun. So there's kind of the there's the comedy element. There's this does the story engage me? And then it's like, what's the experience going to be like making it? Yes. So, of course, again, this is just a beautiful film. And of course, your location plays an equal part as a character in the story. And it's just a lot of fun. Now, obviously, if this were a dark, you know, serious film, I would probably ask, you know, what do you hope the audience takes from it? But um, obviously, we're not dealing with, you know, super underlying, you know, I mean, there could be, I guess, depending on who's watching it and reviewing it. But yeah. um, are you is there one thing maybe that you hope the audience grabs onto maybe or it's just to have fun and realize that we we already live in a world that's super serious. And this is a chance to unplug for a couple hours, watch a beautiful cast and just have a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I think it will. I hope, especially in winter, it's, it'll be a, an escape for people. What I always felt like I wanted people to feel, I thought about it a lot in the editing room, which is why it's only 90 minutes long. It was originally two hours and 15. I cut it 45 minutes out because okay. I wanted it to be like a ride. I wanted people to be a little bit exhausted when it was over, like the characters and the like they'd been on a roller coaster ride. So they sort of collapsed. And as the characters kind of collapsed at the end, I wanted that feeling. And then I think from a little more like, psychological point of view and I don't think people will think about this first off but I do think it's about the movie is also about how sometimes the trappings of a wedding can get in the way of your authentic relationship so by the end of the movie the wedding dress is gone all the stuff is gone and they're able to connect and that um whenever there is crisis like being finding your authentic self with your partner is what gets you through it and that's this is obviously a highly stylized version of that kind of challenge, but that's another way we tried to think of it a lot, which is how do these people find deeper connection through trauma? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And yes, mission accomplished, my friend. I was <laughs> there's, there's plenty like, of trauma, but it's funny trauma most of the time. Yeah, you're like, should I be laughing at this? Well, it's quite hilarious. And of course, Josh Dumel always seems to just pull off, and Jennifer too, but just really like bring you along for the ride, but also make you relate to what they're dealing with and going, my God, this kind of reminds me of my marriage <laughs> to a degree and that That's sort of thing. Great. And you know, I've, I've in our audiences, I've heard that, but like, it feels like a the, the arguments feel like arguments that I would have at home. And I thought, I was like, oh, that's a good achievement because these are pretty big movie stars that sometimes make you feel like I'm nothing like them, but I, I'm glad that there's that relatability. When you are making a film, do you keep in mind like this? You don't look at it as perhaps maybe a big screen picture versus like a streamer. You just have to look at it and go, okay, we're making a massive film no matter what. Right. And we want to deliver equally. Yeah. When I made it, well, first of all, I, I do think that most things on TV now have a cinematic quality that I oh, sure. Sure had and the scale of things you need kind of an either, I think, to feel special. This was big, beautiful vistas and big action. And the, our kind of code word was it should look like a James Bond movie, but the color palette is a comedy and the and the and the people at the center of it are not. M5 agents, they're just normal people. And so that was kind of that was kind of our rule of thumb when thinking about this the size. We did think it was going to be theatrical when I made it, but it wouldn't have changed how I shot it. 
Um, and I, and I definitely put some things in there. Uh, I didn't change anything knowing we were going to streaming actually. So, um, it always wanted to be a big movie and there's a lot of people in it, lots of wide shots. And so it needed to be big, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's just that mission accomplished all on all levels. One last question. Again, the pitch perfect movies are so good. Your involvement in those do ideas ever circle the runway with you about another film? I know they did a spinoff ish kind of a streamer or are you kind of like those were fun films, but as a director, I have other things that I want to try and tackle. Not, not to lead the witness by the way. Yeah. No, I, th- we, we know that those characters are so beloved and it's even been interesting. Now it's been out 10 years that a younger generation is watching it. And I can yeah. tell by who DMS me or sends me messages on my Instagram. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, teenage girls. Uh, and I love hearing about how they discover it. And so I think, I think they're characters that if they come back in the right way, people would enjoy it again. It's but sequels are hard, yeah, and um, uh, re- reboots also are a possibility. So I I don't think the Pitch Perfect universe is is closed. I think it has to figure out what uh, what the next best step would be because it would be not worth it to not make the right step. Yeah, I mean you have to think about where the characters might be where they're at in their lives. Clearly Bumper is still out there trying to be successful and pursue an acapella career. Well, I digress. Congratulations, Jason. This is such a great film. Thanks. Shotgun wedding. Absolutely. Uh, It will be available to stream and to watch on prime video. Uh, Thank you for your time. It's been a huge uh, pleasure and congratulations on all your success. Thanks so much for your kind words. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Jason. Thank you. Thanks.